From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. So that music this morning, obviously it is football. Football is here. It is game day, my friend. The North Point Trojans kick it off tonight. Uh, one of the best if you've ever played high school football. First time I ever heard that song, probably listened to it for about five straight times. Just, I mean, it is the perfect high school football song. It'll give you chills for anybody that can pay attention to the words. I mean, talking about calling the air boys and oh, man. Uh, knocking heads. and it's just, Talking it's trash. Just, it's just awesome. It's a great first- song. Yeah, we used to play it uh, when I was. I did the JV games and junior high games. So I would be up in the booth and I would play the music. And every time when the game ended, I played that as they're shaking hands, walking off yeah. the field. Just a wonderful, wonderful song. And there, when you think about the number of people that got to experience, I mean, you only get majority of teams only get ten games a season. That's about right. And then you don't really don't play as a freshman or sophomore. So you're staring at twenty, twenty five games at the most typically yeah. for most high school kids getting to have that Friday night experience. No offense to the cheerleaders and the band and stuff like that, but I'm telling you, there's nothing like standing there national anthem turned around helmet in your hand just gives or me chills run, thinking about run it through the goal post run through the goal posts and, and of course back in my day we used to have run out songs did y'all have a song that you ran out of the locker room too um not necessarily we actually we started using my dj equipment the last season my senior year we started using my dj equipment for stuff like that during warm-ups and stuff like that so not necessarily any songs to come out of the locker room too yeah, our thing we would walk let me guess, let me guess. hang on okay. inner, inner sandman inner sandman i knew it so the all right, first two years it was Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. Then the last two years it was Inner Sandman where you would we would start because the drums kick in about fifty seconds. Sounds right. So you start and they start the music when we got to the visitor side. We would walk to the like the I guess it would be the south end zone. Walk around the south end zone and we would time it right right at the, right when the drums kick in at that fifty second mark. We sprint a hundred yards. I don't know why we did that before the game started. A hundred yards all the way down the field to the other other end. And uh, then we walked back to the bench and got ready. I was with you to the hundred yard sprint. That's what I'm saying. I like, why do we do that? Like, what are we doing? Like, we we did we just did the kickoff coverage and we just like just blew that out. Right. Like, okay, yeah. now we're now we're tired. All right, everybody, sprint to <laughs> sprint hundred yards and then uh, all right. I mean, just awesome. If you don't know what song we're talking about, the the one that we just played to start the show, it is a great song. Kenny Chesney, uh, go listen to it. His uh, definite shout out to high school football athletes, high school players everywhere. And we say that tonight because the uh, North Point Trojans kick off the high school football season will be underway here in Desoto County. Uh, wish them luck and we will talk more about that game here shortly but before we get there we definitely want to mention our 2021 presenting sponsor someone that i know definitely wishes all the kids around the area the best of luck has actually some high school athletes himself mr brian couch of team couch a birch realty group team couch of birch realty group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience they're the number one residential team for over a decade here in desoto county They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available when you need them. Brian and Terry are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. All they need from you is your address. They can tell you about your home. They can tell you what's going on on your block. They can tell you what's going on in your neighborhood, a mile radius. Brian and Terry know more about residential real estate in DeSoto County, I would bet, than anyone around. Now's the perfect time to give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or you can find more information at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2021 presenting sponsors. Well, Derek, part of Friday Night Football, at least when I was growing up, was the smell of burgers and the smell of barbecue and stuff being cooked by the concession stand over by the band band booster club, the band parents and stuff like that. And look, if that's something that you're looking to do this weekend, you definitely want to stop by the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2021 studio sponsor. 
How to Barbecue Right Shop is located off Memphis Street right here in Hernando. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you definitely want to stop by his shop today. You can give him a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right Shop located off Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Thank you to Malcolm Rochelle for being our 2021 studio sponsor. You'll hear more about the How to Barbecue Right shop shortly in our shout-outs coming up, something important coming up in Hernando, so look forward to that. Well, Derek, it is our third Friday show in the month of August, which means we are going to discuss the second Hernando Alderman meeting, which took place this past Tuesday. Talk about the Hernando Alderman meeting. So we're going to skip down to and start with agenda item number 10. This was the discussion of the tax levy for advertisement and approval to advertise for the public hearing and tax levy. And so the mayor did a good job explaining this. He said, all right, so right now, again, we have not discussed budget. We have not talked about the budget. They have not done the public hearing for the budget yet. But he had to go ahead and say, okay, are we or are we not going to put on the table the ability to raise taxes? So what this discussion was is like, okay, tonight we need to say that we want to advertise for a potential tax increase or not. So if we say, hey, we're going to leave taxes as they are, well, that's fine, but that means that we cannot change it after tonight. Once Correct. we set it, it's done. If we say, well, we you know, have the, we, we want to advertise that there's a potential for a tax you know, increase, then we can discuss it. We can still not do it, but we do have that option. So there was some back and forth. There were some good questions. I, want, I do want a, a couple of things I want to make sure that other people understand. One of the questions that was asked was, what, what is our current millage rate? Uh, Hernando's millage rate is 40.765. Now, one mil is about $190,000. So you could take 40.765, multiply it by 190,000. You can kind of see what a mil, that's how much income they get from property taxes. So that's one mil is $190,000. Now, that's been the same since 2018. We have not raised the millage rate for property taxes in three years. The properties are being revalued, quote-unquote revalued. So they're basically saying there's a state thing that comes out that says, okay, property values have gone up X percent probably in your county based on the, the market data. And so 7.2% is what they're saying that our values of our property in the sub-counties have gone up, or at least in Hernando. And so there will be a 7.2% increase on your property taxes already. When was the last time that was done? I think it's done every, every five I, or 10. Yeah. I think they do it every so often. The actual, the, the tax assessor goes out Correct. and assesses it about, I think it's either every two or four years they do that. And so they actually do put a true value. When you go to the tax website, that's what you see that your, your, your house is worth according to the city. Um, but this is just an, an increase, kind of like uh, inflation, sure. right? So the, the city is going to see a 7.2% increase whether or not they raise taxes or not. You will be paying more for your property taxes and, and towards your, you know, whether it's included in your mortgage or you pay it separately uh, because of that. It has nothing to do with the city. That's all you know, done by the state and, and what the assessor is doing. So that's already happening. So he explained that. That's about $250,000 in revenues is what that's going to increase based on that 7.2%. All other revenues, they're going to budget as, he's going to budget as flat. Uh, Alderman Miller, uh, Ward 2, he uh, said that he was said that he didn't want an increase. Then Chad Wicker, uh, Alderman Ward 4, he also said, you know what, I agree with that no increase. So they basically made the motion, seconded it. You know, brief discussion, they all voted seven and nothing to leave the tax levy even, which means other than the 7.2%, the taxes in Hernando will not go up for the 2021-2022 fiscal year uh, because when they do talk about the budget, they no longer now have the option of raising taxes. Okay, I missed that. So they, the mayor did a good job of laying out, hey, if we put this in there, we can we cannot talk about it. But you're saying they went ahead and said, you know what? For this particular budget, we are not raising property taxes. That is correct. That's, okay. I, I missed that. I guess I stepped away from my YouTube, which, again, if you're not watching the Alderman meetings on YouTube, uh, you're missing out. There may be other more fun things to do, <laughs> but I'm saying they're very well covered. Mayor Johnson spoke about it on our Tuesday show, so if you haven't listened to that, definitely want to listen to that interview we did with him. He mentioned a gentleman that's really taken an interest and now is going to be paid by the city to run the cameras and run the audio for the meetings, which, you know, good job by them and really, really good audio 
and quality for the YouTube video. So that was, I did not realize that they voted to leave it the way it was and work off the budget in the next uh, few weeks uh, before, because the budget, again, Mayor Johnson said this, has to be turned in or created or voted on and approved by September 15th. That's right. So he's going to take, basically, he's going to leave everything else flat. They will get an extra quarter million dollars based on the 7.2 right. increase. That's what they'll have to work with for this new budget. Perfect. Uh, Matt, you just mentioned something. I'll go ahead and skip down and talk about that. Yes, Nestor Duran will now be paid to film and be at each Alderman meeting and now the Planning Commission Correct. meetings, which yes. is huge. We have never had the Planning Commission meetings on the YouTube channel. We will have that now. So the second Tuesday of the month, you can now go online. You can watch the Planning Commission, you know, Talk about you know, all the stuff that's coming in before they go to the Alderman meeting. You can now watch that once a month. He will be paid to do that. So congratulations to Nestor Duran and to the city for setting this up. Uh, so he's basically helping out, has been helping out Gia doing this. He will now be, again, paid only per night uh, to do that. So basically he's paid three times a month to do this. So. Right. So, Derek, look, before we move on, great job by him. Congratulations to him. Thank you for volunteering this, your services so far to the city for sure. Um, two separate camera angles. There's a camera angle from the back facing the alderman. Mm -hmm. There's a camera angle from the behind the alderman facing the audience. So when you come up to the podium to talk, anyone who's watching on YouTube can hear you. I will go ahead and say this, and you may agree with me on that. The angle from the, the camera from behind the alderman to the crowd, 99.9% um, .9 of us do not look good in that angle <laughs> sitting, <laughs> sitting in their chair. Down. Oh, my gosh. Trying it's got to make eye contact. Oh, yeah. it's got the it's, angle. It's and it's, it's got bad. the – yeah, it's, it's a it's – a, so, hey, if you want to come talk to the board of aldermen, know that you're going to walk up to that podium and uh, you may want to dress your best because it's, it's a very tough angle coming from where it is. Yeah, it's bad. Next thing I want to look at is rejecting the only bid on the Hernando West Sewer Project and authorized Joe Lauderdale – to rebid the project. So they put it out to bid. Their estimate was around $750,000. It could be a little more, and the developer would actually cover that cost if it happened to go above the seven hundred fifty. dollars What they didn't anticipate was the fact that the, the only bid they received came in for twice that much. Mm -hmm. So the only bid came in at a million and a half. Kind of missed that estimate. Obviously, the, the main part was, if you understand where this is, this is going up the hill from the soccer sure, field. Sure, sure. All right. Hey, so who would have created that estimate to tell the city? Was that? Was that city engineer. So, so Mr. Joe Frank would have said, hey, I think it's going to cost around that. Okay, gotcha. Right. What, what caused the, and you know, what he kind of mentioned caused the, I guess, discrepancy in while the bid was so much larger is the crossing of that ditch. Sure. So you know where that ditch is. So you've got to take a sewer line right, sure. under the road there, beside the road there, which is going to have to, you know, go over that ditch. And so there was a lot of work. And he said that was almost half the bid was crossing that ditch. Right. So they're going to come back, change some things. They're going to have to rebid it. It's going to take them 30 days to study it. 30 days to come up with what he thinks is a new budget to put that, those, you know, specs out to bid. They hope to get at least two bids to look at. Sure. Hope it's closer to $750,000. And so, uh, and I, I guess we can say it, the, the mayor wants any, if you know of anybody who's in this business, who does this, who does any kind of contracting work for sewer, water, anything like that, please contact the city to get on the bid list so they can send this to you so we can try to get this you know down as low as possible. This may be the beginning of the UTW Public Works <laughs> LLC. <laughs> if we, all we got to be is a dollar cheaper now. That's what we could do. We could do a dollar cheaper. We, we could figure out a way middle of the night to get that uh, get that pipe across that ditch. We figured right. out. Uh, so next, uh, authorize the city of Hernando to engage in the audit. Now, remember, they voted last time to go with this group. Sure. What they did not realize by picking them for one year, the, the audit group was like, no, no, no. We gave you that price because it's a minimum of two years. So they had to reapprove. Uh, okay. They'll be doing the audit for both 19 and 20, and now the new year coming up, 21-22. So I don't have a problem. They easily did. But to get that good price, the reason they were the lowest price, I sure. said, is because we wanted it for at least two years because we do all this work. Absolutely. We get all your books. And now we just we could be replaced the next year. So, so anyway, that was done. No, I like it. Next is a resolution on the personal property tax exemptions for Tegra Medical for 19 and for 20. Now, I cannot do justice to this. All I can say is go on the YouTube channel. Go to wherever Jim Flanagan from the DeSoto Economic Council comes on. And he stands up there and exp I mean, explains this. What a wonderful job explaining something that is so just i mean it's utter minutiae like it, sure. it kind of loses you but he does such a good job explaining it and i'm going to do it very briefly but i do encourage you if you if this inter interests you at all 
uh, just a very nice gentleman, first of all. He you know, used to be, uh, Lisa used to work with him at the DeSoto Economic Council. Could not be a nicer man. Um, but he went in there, he said, all right, so people are like, well, they're going to get all, you know, why is it fair that they don't have to pay property property tax? Yes, they do employ people, but, you know, that's not fair. They, you know, we depend on commercial taxes, blah, blah, blah. They employ, they have 150 employees. But what Mr. Flanagan said is that, look, when you are exempting them, you are not fully exempting them. He said there are certain things. First of all, they pay full school tax. No company that has ever come into DeSoto County does not pay DeSoto County school tax. So the schools are getting money, first of all. Second of all, Hernando was smart years ago when they did offer tax exemptions, they still have to pay for parks, any, any millage that goes to the parks, I think it's two mills, any millage that goes to the library, and then any uh, millage that goes to, there was one of the item, and I, I Hernando Farmer's Market. <laughs> no, not the farmer's market. There's something else I wrote down. But anyway, there's three things that they cannot get out of. So, and he, and he did, so for this example, Tegra Medical would get out of, their property tax should be $14,500. They pay $5,200. And so they're asking just for the exemption for three years from 19, because you can get a five-year exemption. The Tegra admits, you know, we were two years slowly asking for this. So we're just asking you for the remaining three years we could have gotten on the improvements that we made in 19 and four years for the improvements that we made in 20 to, uh, we're asking for those just, just until those years are up. And again, they're still, they'll be paying 5,000, not $14,000 in taxes, but I understand it. They're, they, they're employing 150 people. They're expanding their facility. They've already mentioned they're about to put in another parking lot. They're coming back to the board for. So again, really investing, really blowing up. This is only, I think they only have three facilities in the world. One of them is in Hernando. Their main customers are Smith and Nephew and Medtronic, which is why they're located in Hernando. I think it's a great company. And again, they did approve it. You know, it was a long discussion just because of the explanation but approved it pretty easily. Just so you know, listeners, uh, Tegra Medical, as you leave the square past Oak Grove Road, you're going to go about 500 yards. Tegra Medical is on the left. That's where right. Tegra Medical, the building you're speaking of, is on the left. So, yeah, I mean, it, that makes sense, Derek. I get it. Next two things, uh, real quickly. Um, two things were approved, had requested to use the Kirkendale Park football field. The first one being HIFA, Hernando Youth Football Association, approved no discussion. The next one is the DeSoto League, which is a brand new flag football league that will be coming down here to play. They requested it, and they did have a couple of people there to speak on it. Sundays only, August 29th, September 5th, and then every Sunday in October and November from noon to 6 p.m. Now, they were very nice about it. Could not have been nicer guys talking about it. Said they're, they're gonna, They have offered to paint the bathrooms. He's like, look, he right. said, now that the trees are cut down, you can really see the bathrooms. They need to be painted. We'll make that a service project of our, of yeah, our group. That, that's good. So, of course, the mayor's like, uh, how fast can we get them to can of paint? <laughs> exactly. Did we have any – you said this – what are they called? DeSoto Deso – The DeSoto League, a flag football organization. So, look, DeSoto League. Google that. Uh, look into that. Find our Facebook page. And look, play if you want yeah, to. I mean, it's, it's an to. adult flag yes. football league. Your boy, I will not be participating. Uh, not. Chad Wicker <laughs> – I'll say this. Uh, Alderman Ford, Chad yeah. Wicker, came – he said – where do I sign up? So he got all fired up about it. I will say that one of the two gentlemen that came up to present, I'm not sure that Chad or you or I want to play against that yes. individual. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, very stout individual that came up to, to talk about it. And then right before they voted, Chad got a text from his wife who was watching, obviously, yes. the YouTube channel that said, you will not be playing flag football. <laughs> so he is no longer signing See how up. interactive these meetings are? <laughs> They're so interactive. Uh, so that was pretty funny. Anyway, but that was approved. Uh, next, uh, they did accept Brian Hill's offer to participate financially in the patching of the streets. They did have the conversation again. Is it wise to do it now? We still have trucks going through. But, but the mayor made a good point. Hey, he's offering us money. If we don't accept it, May not be there in the future, so they did agree to do it. Though we'll patch it up for right now, and that, I think it's eighteen thousand. That's something. in the Saint. That's in the Saint Ives subdivision. Saint Ives subdivision. Saint subdivision. Uh, going kind of patching and fixing some of those potholes in there. Yeah, if somebody's willing to offer you or hands you eighteen grand right now, you might want to jump on it and go from there. Now, one thing I did not have marked was the water usage agreement between Nesbitt Water and Hernando, the city of Hernando. Um, what basically what they agreed on was what the city of Hernando could sell the water. Hernando's water to Nesbitt at a certain rate. Correct. Uh, they're going to share a meter. They're going to both go out there. I think it said once a month. They're going to look at it together to verify, okay, last month it was this month. This month, you know, you've used you know, X amount. They'll both agree to it, but they'll be able to sell it per amount used each month. And this is huge because the new AWG building is actually on Nesbitt water, not Hernando water. So as it's being built, as it's been coming online, 
Nesbitt feels they may have to pull from Hernando to do that, and so Hernando will get paid if right. that has to be done. So it's that, a bene- the- yeah, it's a benefit to Hernando with AWG actually not even like right outside their water district. Yeah, it's pretty. Neat. And there may be times when Hernando has to borrow from Nesbitt sure, too, yeah, yeah. and it'll be at the same rate. But that's that's kind of why it was looked at now. Real, we, we talked about this briefly. The bleachers, the bleachers that the city of South Haven. Now this is we don't buy them. Yeah. Uh, a municipality cannot charge them. Another municipality. We kind of found that out on stuff like this. So they are given. By the city of South Haven, they are new baseball bleachers. Uh, we'll be coming down to the baseball fields for uh, the fall season. So that you know, thank you South Haven uh, for you know when they kind of did all their improvements, they had some left over, so they gave it to us. So we'll now have some, uh, I guess, new bleachers for us uh, or South Haven's old bleachers that will be at, down at the baseball fields. And then finally, there were two. Again, we talked about this. Uh, there were two industrial planning items on the agenda. Uh, both of them were approved. There was a lot in the uh, Hernando Industrial Park. Uh, the one that was um, by JR Squared LLC, this one was basically consolidating lots 9 and 10. There was a lot of discussion on sidewalks and on curb and gutter to make sure that in the future, if anything was ever developed out there that would have those things. Uh, Alderman War II uh, Miller, he was very adamant that this needed to be read on record because there were times in the past when it wasn't and people skirted by it. So he got it put on there. Uh, and then also the other one was the one up at um, Nesbitt. Uh, this was the one for Greg Smith was doing it in behalf of Butch Davis and it was approved. So kind of wrapped up the night. We, they did talk a little about, we don't have to go into it. My gosh, it was a very interesting TV there on YouTube. Uh, some insurance questions, stuff like that uh, kind of came through some, some different things. I think renewing the stuff with Chaz. That's a good point. I did leave that out because it was very, very long. And, but it came down to the fact that last year they saved a couple hundred thousand dollars on insurance cost uh, for the, the city, which is great. And this year they, they stayed flat. So Andrew Miller, Alderman Ward 2, made a point to say, hey, you know what? Last year was the first time ever that I remember having a decrease. And then now this year, not only we are able to keep that decrease flat for this year, he said, it's unbelievable. Y'all did a great job. Was very complimentary of both Chaz and Alderman of Ward 3, Bruce Robinson, who was, uh, you know, who was in insurance. And so he was able to kind of be on the, the discussion as they were hashing out what they should have, should not have to get the best deal. So, again, great job. Able to keep it flat for the employees for the city. I do get, want to give another shout-out, Derek. And this is just a funny shout-out from the UTW podcast. Again, uh, the Alderman for Ward 2, Andrew Miller, who came on and interviewed with us during the election. Uh, color-coordinated his yellow shirt with his yellow mask. Very nice. So, very nice. <laughs> So he color-coordinated his mask and shirt. I thought worked out pretty pretty good. So uh, shout-out to him for that. Well, look, appreciate all the work that they did on Tuesday night. Uh, we will have certainly have more information about the next Auburn meeting coming up in September. But they'll be off the rest of the month. Uh, obviously, first and third Tuesdays is when the uh, Alderman for the City of Fernando meet. Same thing in South Haven, Derek, and we talked about it on our show on Tuesday. If you listen to that episode, we're going to begin to pull back and uh, in coverage from a standpoint of the South Haven Alderman meeting. Uh, we're going to give information when it comes to South Haven that people in Hernando might would be more interested in, which we'll talk about here in just one second. Uh, definitely something that all of us as countywide uh, residents uh, should be very proud of, uh, something going on in the City of South Haven. But Derek, South, South Haven Alderman, mainly from the Mayor's report, uh, Mayor Musselwhite has sat down with us before. Uh, Mayor's report consisted of what, Derek? Really, that's all we're going to talk about. There was not much before that. The three things that were kind of talked about in the mayor's report, the the first thing is, is that the city of South Haven actually will see a decrease in their insurance cost. Uh, It says South Haven received some good news that it would save the city over $400,000 when they they renew that policy. So again, that's kind of what Hernando did last year. Of course, this year they're flat. South Haven now is going to see about a $400,000 savings in their insurance for their employees this year. So they were obviously very happy about that. Uh, you know, so when the new budget will be, you know, they can kind of you know, show that, which that was kind of the first thing. Of course, all the aldermen were happy. The mayor was happy. The next thing I wanted to touch on were road repairs. Now, you know, it's okay. Well, that's kind of boring. And also, you know, that's in South Haven and, and we're kind of focused down here. But this is important because this road repairs are around the Lander Center. Uh, which everybody in the county has been to. I'm sure you know a lot of things go on there. If you go see plays, the new soccer league, concerts, that sort of thing. Well, the if you know what I'm talking about, the roads there are very, very bad. Um, ever since, you know, when the 51, with the big trucks that are all the warehouses that are being put down, 51, going basically between Church Road and Star Landing Road, they're, you know, they're supposed to go up to 51 to the stoplight, take a right, come over down Church Road and on the interstate. 
Well, they're not. They're using the cut through by the apartments, the church road, I mean, the uh, church road apartments going past the Lander Center and coming around because it's shorter. Well, those streets were not built for that. It was not made for that. And so the, the streets have become very, very torn up, very poor, a lot of potholes. And the mayor said, look, it's embarrassing because that's where the Welcome Center is. That's when people come to concerts from Memphis or from all around. When people come to watch the new soccer team, whatever's going on, that's what they see. They say, okay, this city has terrible roads. This is the, you know, it is a county facility, but it's in South Haven and, you know, they can't even take care of their roads. So he said, look, I need to move this up on our priority list. And not only that, but the money that is set aside for it, which there was money in the budget next year for this, he wanted to no longer pull it out of the street budget. He wanted to actually take it out of surplus so it would not affect the street budget next year. Okay. So he could actually find other things to do. And so what they, he kind of talked about it. They didn't approve it. There was a motion. The motion died. But they did talk about, hey, look, you know, so how about setting aside 433000 So what I think, what I think that you're going to see is you're going to see 433000 at some point taken out of the surplus put toward this to free up 433000 next year for road repairs. So I thought it was a good point. You know, I understand what he's saying, and he just wants to. I mean, he wants people to see that, and he wants South Haven to have a good look. The last thing uh, that was mentioned, I guess, that people may be interested in, is they are reopening the farmers market in South Haven. Now, this is up at State Line Road, 51 and State Line Road. Uh, had been there five years ago. Everybody knows where the old Bolana is. As you're heading into Memphis, it's very close to Memphis. There was there were some issues there five or six years ago. Made them shut it down. Well, he's going to reopen it. I mean, it's got they've got like concrete thing. It has farmers market painted on it. I mean, huge parking lot they can use. So he's he's adamant that they're going to revive it. They're going to bring it back. Um, and so just a lot of good ideas on having that ready for next year. So they're going to get it all ready, be able to open for next year. He's all and he also talked about starting to do uh, outdoor movies um, around the Associate uh, Park. Summer movie is Associate Park, which is the park behind the library. Very not very beautiful park if you've never seen it, walking trail around it. But Matt, what it sounds like to me, I'm gonna be honest, a lot of times other cities are trying to emulate South Haven. This is one time where South Haven is emulating Hernando. Definitely sounds they're, that way. They're pushing for a, a better farmer's market. They're pushing for movies to be shown, you know, just at, a, at a location, a central location of some sort. I mean, we've been doing that for years. So sure. I think they're seeing the success that we're having, how people love it, the, the, the hometown atmosphere that it brings. And so Mary Musselwhite is trying to bring that and revive that back in the state line, the old, you know, older South Haven part uh, to try to bring that area back. That's definitely uh, what it sounds like, Derek. And again, if you're not paying attention to other municipalities, other cities, what's working and not working around you, then you're not being a good leader. And I think that's what Muscle White's doing right there. And I think that's what uh, Mayor Johnson will certainly, um, you know, be doing. Paying attention to all the cities. Uh, Gio, who we talk about all the time, mm -hmm. she's been to Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. When it comes to Dickens of a Christmas, that type stuff. So if you're not paying attention to what's working and not working in municipalities, uh, then you're just not doing the right thing. Derek, before we move on and talk about the Hernando Farmers Market, let's talk a little bit real quick. We typically don't talk a ton about COVID-19 issues or those different things, countywide stuff. Uh, but on this particular one, we're going to talk about it. DeSoto County has requested from the state of Mississippi, right? The state of Mississippi. state of Mississippi, yes. Right. DeSoto County has requested with the state of Mississippi for a field hospital to be set up in the parking lot of the Lander Center, which you were just mentioning. Yeah, that, that we, that we requested it as of this time as of our taping it has not necessarily been approved but it has been requested they're still trying to get it approved for the lander center as you said they're trying to get it there but you know they're we're not the only city requesting these yeah, sure. and so um you know look matt it's you know we yesterday morning you know we're, we're part of a, a bible study um and there was a lot of talk at the issues that are going on right now at hospitals i think that the last i heard earlier this week that there were 11 people that were unable to get the 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 ICU rooms for COVID patients in DeSoto, and just in DeSoto County. So all of them are full at Methodist, all of them are full at Baptist. There are 11 waiting that could actually have used this field hospital. Uh, that's why it was requested. As of this time, we don't know if it's been approved yet. Uh, but again, that's just something that uh, is, is interesting. It's going on right now. Uh, and I just think that there's just a, a lot of that going on. So again, kind of be looking for that, see if it's going to be set up. If they do decide to bring it, I mean, it will help relieve some of the pressures from the hospital, but then you're going to have to man those, you know, all that kind of stuff. So the other issues go along with that. So again, we don't like to talk a lot about it. You know, we, we, we want to bring you facts. We want to let you know other things are going on. I know everybody gets tired of hearing about COVID, but that is something that, you know, obviously 
a year ago we did not request this and we're having to request it now so just something to look out for and Derek, we try our best. I mean, you know, we try our best. It's, it's obviously our show. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. We try and stay positive. I mean, people can read about, learn about. My gosh, if you turn on Memphis News, it's amazing to me. They don't say anything. Po- I've, I've literally watched 30-minute episodes of news that, that isn't even – I think to myself, my God, is the, sun, is the sun coming out tomorrow on the weather, please? Because by the time <laughs> they get to weather, it's 20 minutes of negative, and, and that's not really our show. But, no. I mean, this is something – this is reality. Uh, it is something that can hopefully uh, help DeSoto County, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, not really an easy transition to this, but what we were just speaking of, Derek, other cities paying attention to our wonderful, wonderful Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. If you'd like to be a vendor at the Farmer's Market or for more information, you can contact Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, at 662-449-9092. Again, 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmer's Market takes place every Saturday from May 1st through October right here on the Hernando Square. This weekend, something special that's going on this weekend, there is a local podcast, Derek. Derek, I, I won't say it's better than said said podcast utw podcast per se i'm gonna say no <laughs> but there's a local podcaster mr jim cross uh name of the podcast is in off the bench and uh, jim cross offered scholarships to old miss baseball players and bulldog baseball players and the winners of those will be in attendance at the hernando farmers market this weekend from nine to twelve some of the bulldog fans will definitely like this landon sims star pitcher star closer for the bulldogs will be there and cameron james Cam and James and Landon Sims will both be there this coming weekend. Joined by Ole Miss players Hayden Leatherwood and Ben Van Clee. That's Hayden Leatherwood and Ben Van Clee from Ole Miss. Cameron James and Landon Sims will be there from Mississippi State this Saturday, 9 to 12, right here at the Hernando Farmers Market. So if you want to catch up with the Bulldog players, talk to them a little bit about Omaha, talk to them about the national championship, give them congratulations. Perfect opportunity this coming weekend at the Hernando Farmers Market. Again, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. But what I just discussed with the Jim Cross off the In Off the Bench podcast, will be uh, doing the winners there Saturday, 9 to 12. You can say hello to those players. So a great event coming up this Saturday at the Hernando Farmers Market. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer, 662-429-5213, again, 662-429-5213, or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, Tropical Getaways, National Parks, anywhere across the country, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find more information about them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Again, that's Magical Destinations Unlimited. North Point Christian School is excited to kick off the 2021-2022 school year with the highest enrollment it has seen in five years. With more than 1,000 students, the school is excited about the year ahead. North Point is the oldest and largest Christ-centered college preparatory school in DeSoto County. Located in South Haven, they serve students PK through 12th grade. If you have questions or would like a tour, contact Mrs. Sheila Sharon, Director of Admissions at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Well, Derek, every Friday we turn our attention to the DeSoto County shout-outs. The DeSoto County shout-outs are very simple. Opportunity for some of the nonprofits around uh, Hernando uh, to let us know what's going on, help grow their event, or give us a simple, again, shout-out to them for what they're doing in the community. 
Our first one this weekend, the scavenger hunt right here in Hernando this coming Saturday morning. You can sign up till four o'clock today. If you can hear our voice, it's Friday. You can sign up till four o'clock today. This coming Saturday, uh, scavenger hunt all around town. Teams of up to five on Saturday, you'll see them all over the place. They'll be running all around the, the city doing different things, uh, stuff like that. Derek's son, Bo, and my son, Wilson, are going to be part of a team. So if that's something you're interested in with your family or friends or church group, you definitely have until 4 o'clock today to look out. So definite shout-out to the city of Fernando for their 12th annual scavenger hunt. We, we, we will have their team name on our show Tuesday along with where they place. Sounds good. Uh, we yeah. can definitely do that. So, yeah. Should sure we get that on there? Do you know the team name yet? I do not. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I was saying, so, I mean, so no I, matter, find so, out. Yeah. So, no matter how they uh, rank or how they finish, we'll give them a shout out. Oh, yeah. We'll give okay. them a shout out. We'll give them a shout out for I, I just hope they stay safe and don't, you know, wreck or nah, hurt anybody. I just I keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> Next shout out, Friday night, September 3rd, the DeSoto Arts Council will be having their first Friday back porch party on Friday, September 3rd from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. There will be live music from Richard Benton and Paul Dutch, free and open to the public. Does not cost you a thing. Right outside there, the DeSoto Arts Council, small building right there on 51. Doesn't cost you anything to come and enjoy the music. Drinks are available for purchase. If you are a member of the DeSoto Arts Council, you get the first drink for free. So members get the first drink for free. If you're hungry or you just want to enjoy the music and uh, get something to eat, Underground Cafe will offer to go service. Uh, that'll be, again, Friday, September 3rd, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. The DeSoto Arts Council does so many wonderful things here in the city of Fernando and all over the county. Please support the DeSoto Arts Council for their first Friday back porch party on Friday, September 3rd, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Now, the next thing we're looking at is on September 10th. It is the Palmer Home for Children will invite you to sponsor or to participate in the second annual Shotguns and Sunflowers Sporting Clay Tournament. This is the premier clay fundraising event in the Mid-South. Tournament teams will shoot a variety of targets, each to win coveted prizes and bragging rights. After the tournament, guests will enjoy appetizers, libations, followed by awards, a Bloody Mary bar, delicious Southern-style barbecue that will put Grandmama's cooking to shame. It's being done by our own studio sponsor, Malcolm Reed, pitmaster and owner of How to Barbecue Right, who will be grilling on site. Again, this is a, you're able to sponsor it. You can have sponsorships up to $10,000 if you want to be the co-presenting sponsor, all the way down to $1,000 uh, if you want to have a team of four participate in the clay shooting contest. So, again, please look at the Palmer Home website. Go there. Uh, they've got all the information on there. Again, it's Friday, September 10th. It'll be the morning shoot. Everything finishing at lunchtime with all of the good food and the drinks happening uh, at lunch and after lunch. Well, Derek, Malcolm, and Rochelle are pretty darn busy right now because our next shout-out is going to talk about the Water Tower Festival coming up on September 25th. We thought we'd go ahead and begin to say that. Put on by Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce Water Tower Festival, September 25th. That is a Saturday. Malcolm will be hosting the rib cook-off. There will be multiple categories that you can be a part of. You will have the rib category, the steak category, the wing category, and they will also have a kid's cook. What does that mean? Ages 8 to 14. That's 8 to 14. Kids will be able to put in a chicken leg cook-off. Just a chicken leg. Just a chicken leg. Just a chicken leg. Look for more information at the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce Facebook page or the Water Tower Festival Facebook page. The Water Tower Festival will be taking place that day, assisted by Malcolm and Rochelle from the How to Barbecue Right Shop. Just a lot of things. Rib cook-off, cash prizes, wings, cash prizes, ribeye steak, cash prizes. The rib cook-off, Derek, first place, 1000 bucks. 1000 bucks. 1000 bucks. Wings, 200 Ribeye steak, 200 A lot of rules, regulations. Please go to their website to take a look at that. But again, Saturday, September 25th will be a special time in the city of Hernando. Uh, Derek may have good weather. We'll see. Now keep your fingers crossed. Keep, keep your fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Have some more information coming up about that particular date. We're going to tease it right there, Derek. We're going to tease it right there. But definitely uh, may have something more coming in the days ahead when it comes to Saturday, September 25th. So just remember I said that. Before we move on with our show, Derek, uh, you and I had the opportunity last night to uh, – we had the Crew of Fernando meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, we discussed, again, part of our shout-outs over the last six weeks was a golf tournament we had in July. We have mentioned that here uh, several times. We mentioned that it was very successful. But I definitely want to give another shout-out to that group of guys, a shout-out to everybody that supported it, sponsors, people that worked so hard to raise over $15,000. We're going to be at minimum, at minimum, going to be able to fund uh, uh, 30 grants for the Hernando teachers 
Every dime we raise with the crew of Hernando stays in Hernando. That's one of the things we set it up uh, 11 years ago. That was one of the rules. We set up boundaries at the city limits, and, it, and, and we keep all of our money here. So shout out to all those guys. Shout out to the teachers. Uh, teachers, if you can hear my voice, I know we have a lot of listeners uh, that are teachers. Um, you definitely want to apply. Apply. Apply for that grant, the DeSoto Economic Council grants. Your principals, your administrators have that information. You definitely want to apply because now more than ever, we should be able to fund. We can fund more than we've ever funded and the DeSoto Economic Council may be able to fund as well so definitely encourage that but a shout out again to those guys with the crew Fernando for putting on an awesome inaugural tee off for teachers in July really appreciate that and speaking of that, Matt, you know, the president, current president of the crew of Hernando is our own Dr. Bryant Trotter. Dr. Bryant Trotter with DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience between Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter, who are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. If you are in need of help of any residential or commercial property needs, outdoor needs at your home or business, now's the time to reach out to Richard and his team at Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, leaf removal, tree trimming, grading, anything like that on the outside of your home or business, you definitely want to reach out to Richard and give him a shot. Let Richard come out, give you a price. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't do it, he can help you find someone that will. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. If you have any plans at the end of the summer or starting the fall to clean out your garage, attic, bedrooms, anything like that, you definitely want to reach out to our newest sponsor, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently work in DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. In addition to dumpster rentals, they are now offering junk removal and new construction cleanup. Junk removal means they will deliver, load, and haul away your debris. New construction cleanup is great for residential contractors. They deliver your dumpster, clean up the site, haul off debris, and do a final interior cleaning of your new home. One-stop shopping for your construction project. You can find Joe and his team at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is find their website, desotodumpsters.com. You can see the price of a dumpster, schedule a drop-off, schedule a pickup, any information you need about North Mississippi Dumpsters is right there at their website. Again, DeSotoDumpsters.com. 
Well, Derek, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, it is game day, my friend. Game it day. Is, it is officially game day in DeSoto County. The North Point Trojans, as we talked about last week in our interview, your interview with uh, Coach Tyler Gold. Again, we had a, you and I heard a compliment this morning uh, about mm-hmm. Tyler Gold and how we, people enjoyed the interview. So thank you again to him for uh, coming on and being a friend of the podcast. We really appreciate that. But the North Point Trojans will be kicking off the 2021 DeSoto County football season tonight, not at home, but on the road. Tell us what we got. Today, North Point plays the Jackson Christian Eagles. The Jackson Christian Eagles are out of Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, They are one classification below North Point. So North Point is TSSAA Division II 2A. Uh, Jackson Christian is Division II 1A. Uh, They finished last year, Matt, 8-4. They were 5-3 in their league, which was tied for fourth. They averaged 30 points a game. They gave up about 22 points a game. They did make the playoffs last year. They won their first-round game. I believe their first-round game was against Friendship Christian. They beat Friendship Christian in the first-round matchup. They were the four-seed. Friendship Christian was the five-seed. They did win that game. Uh, of course, you know, when you're the four-five-seed, you know that means you're going to play the sure. – usually the one-seed the next round. They did play Davidson Academy. Uh, the one sitting next round and lost. Uh, they lost in the second round of the playoffs last year. Um, they have a very similar team from uh, what I've been able to research, very similar to North Point. Uh, not very big. They will spread the ball out, uh, try to get it to their uh, wide receiver, to the running back, kind of out in space, try to make some plays. So, again, it uh, should be a pretty good matchup. Again, this is not a, not a league game because they are, as I said, a, a little bit smaller than North Point. Uh, but, again, you know, they, they are a good team, 8-4. and four. North Point last year, 5-5. Five and five. Uh, they did make the playoffs also. Did these two teams play last year? They did not play last year. I don't know if they've ever – We played. I take that back. We played them a year or two ago in a – it was actually last year. The JV played as part of a COVID scrimmage type thing. So right. they were able to try to get some work in because of COVID. North Point actually traveled to Jackson Christian like like, we're, uh, like they're doing tonight. Uh, anyway, so again, uh, but I never played them in high school. Now, the Trojans used to be in the division with USJ. That is another – School right. in Jackson. Different private school, Yeah, yes. University School of Jackson. So that used to be a, a regular season matchup you know, constantly, especially in basketball. Uh, but no, the, this is, from all intents and purposes, I know the first time that they've played uh, the regular season. Okay, so the Trojans and the Eagles will be kicking off tonight. Yeah, Trojans are last year 5-5 five and five and probably not want to talk about their first-round matchup last year. It was, uh, it was a very, very uh, – poor outcome for the Trojans. It, it did not go well for the Trojans for sure, but good luck to the Trojans tonight. Absolutely could not be happier. Just, uh, Derek, just for parents that are listening, uh, last year you guys used to have to – y'all would have to give rides to every kid. That's right. Y'all would give rides to every kid. This year they are taking two charter buses, spacing out, uh, taking charter buses. But, again, you and I talk about it. We're so uh, pro-young people on this show, uh, pro uh, – you know, the, the memories that we had growing up playing sports. Uh, I'm so glad that they're doing this because the bus rides were such a part of my childhood Man, for sure. It's part of everything. So, they, yeah. they will have buses. They will have to be masked every other seat because – not, not face masks. They're actual masks. <laughs> <laughs> Not the helmets, exactly. uh, actual actual mask. But again, I mean, you know, looking forward to it. So they do have to. They are required to ride the bus there and back. Right. Uh, so we'll be driving up there. You know, Jackson's not an. It, I mean, it's an hour and a half away, but I forty is always a terrible drive. Uh, but really looking forward to it. Just ready to get the season kicked off. And again, like last night, Matt, they uh, they fed us. Um, they they will be feeding the teams five times this year. That not only the the players, but also the uh, players' parents. So we went out last night, Matt, uh, up there to eat. And I will say this. First time I saw the South Haven Bridge that was put up yesterday, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we forgot to mention it during the South Haven Alderman shout-out, but it is beautiful. It is an absolute um, – it'll be something that the county can be very proud oh, man, of. It it's looks just, really, really good. I, just, I mean, it's cool because when you're driving it get well and all of a sudden you kind of – you know how the horizon goes. So once you get to the point where yep. you can see it for the first time, unbelievable. Yeah, just unbelievable. It really is going to look – I mean, shout-out to the city of South Haven for that, for doing that. But, again, uh, Muscle White would even say this is something that they did definitely for county to be proud of DeSoto County. So it's really but good. just really looking forward to tonight. And now, Matt, you know, this will be our first uh, – This is our first – yeah, you, you were going to go there and I'll go – it's your call. Go ahead. So we got a mascot battle royale. Yes, this is it. We haven't done it since the mascot battle royale, which you do that every Friday for some reason. I don't know, but look, we had so much fun last year. Uh, people would talk to us all the all the time about. It's amazing when people stop you and say, "Hey, look, I think a beaver really could be the so and so or whatever." But look again. Let's go back. The Trojans versus the Eagles. The Eagles. To me, this is easy. Yeah, I know. To me, this is pretty easy. Okay, I mean, um, a Trojan wears armor, so the Eagles going to be a little tough. It's going to be hard. This is one of those things where again, you got to put them in. The cage, something has to happen because the eagle can and the Trojan could just simply avoid each other forever. But we, uh, yeah. we're going in the cage. I, I'm I'm taking the Trojan now for the game tonight. 
there we've we've lessened the number of teams that we're covering. We will be picking the things, and I'm going to go ahead and pick in the mascot battle. I'm going to pick the Trojan to win okay. in the mascot battle. Okay. On the field, I'm going with number 62, Bo Big Lane, to lead <laughs> the North Point Trojans <laughs> to the victory. Now, rarely do you hear the center being <laughs> called the leader of the team. Let's get it. The, the, the North Point Bo Big Lanes tonight. Here we go. Winning 27-13. Ooh, ooh, scoring everything. 27 13. 27-13. The raging Bo Big Lane's got our here. I love that. 27-13, led by the center. The center led by the center, the number 62. The center who does touch the ball every, every play. T- exactly. That's every what I'm saying. Offense, does 62 in our hearts and on the program or whatever it says. <laughs> 62 in <laughs> the program, number one in our hearts. 27-13 for you. All right, I'm going to go my mascot. I'm also going to pick the Trojan and also on the field. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Now we're doing scores. Are we going to go to the score? Let's go. You don't have to go score. You just give me who you think is going to win. I'll – I'm going Trojans. You're going both. Trojans. Trojans okay. both ways. I'll tell you, the Raging Big Lanes. Here we go. That's, got, that's our <laughs> name for the season. Like I said, rarely do you get the shout-out for the center, but we're going to do that here on the UTW Podcast. He is the official football player for the 2021 season for the UTW Podcast. No pressure on him. Last time we picked an official player, they won the state title. Just simply they, saying. They did win the state title. And, Matt, I will say that if that happens <laughs> – You are not predicting the state title for the uh, – no offense to Coach, uh, Coach Gold. I, I'm going to say that, that uh, I expect a good season, but uh, state title is a lot. That's a lot be to a heck of a ride. Be Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Our ratings will be great. I can't wait. Look, as we just said, and we're going to have more information about the Lewisburg Patriots and the Hernando Tigers, which, Derek, a little bit of an update here for the Hernando High School parents. The Hernando High School will be going to a more of a hybrid. Uh, We're going to be playing a hybrid three-wood from about 230 out. Yeah, hybrid three-wood, 230 out. uh, Got a lake to the right. Sand trap on the left, but we're going to go with the hybrid uh, next week. I'm laughing a little bit that the state of Mississippi votes to allow a hybrid system on the first week of football season. I'm just simply going to Man, say it's not a coincidence that <laughs> um, when is. they start seeing you know games having to be rescheduled, a lot of forfeits, especially a yeah, lot of the word schools that have playoff implications. To all oh. What? We can go hybrid now. Yeah, exactly. We can go hybrid now. It's, it's amazing to me how that kind of works when um, the word forfeit and child health <laughs> stay the same. Well, well hybrid is the right call. They probably should in the front. But the problem is, is that, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of work implementation oh, over the that, next yes. week. A lot of work to get put yeah. into it. But, again, bless them for doing it. Coach Case. Yes. Who we had in here. Yep. Corey Elselton, superintendent. I mean, you know, that's a lot of work, but we know that you can do it. Looking forward to it. I know the students are excited. Yeah. Because I'm excited about that. Again, it's outdoors. It's a sport. We understand that, hey, if you're not in school, it's not very fair that you can go out there and practice and play. But, man, this, this, these times aren't fair right now. Absolutely. So we got to be able to do this. So, again, kudos to them to try to find a way to allow these athletes in all sports yes. to be able to play. I couldn't agree more, Derek. And we're always going to cover f- sports and have fun and talk about the administrators and the, and the teachers. Shout-outs to them for what they do each and every day for pouring into our young people. We definitely, uh, definitely appreciate that. And you're always going to get a shout-out here from the UTW Podcast. Good luck to the Trojan tonight the kickoff of the football season here in DeSoto County uh, they're taking the DeSoto County flag up to Jackson Tennessee and I hope they come back with a victory so good luck tonight look if you enjoy our talk of football mascots anything going on between Hernando and South Haven and DeSoto County definitely want to find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast Instagram at UTW Podcast Twitter at UTW Pod Wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Go give us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing, and we certainly appreciate that. If you give us a five-star review, you will get a shout-out here on the UTW Podcast. Say it every week. Be sure and look for OB Pod, Olive Branch Pod. Very simple. They cover Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch, the eastern part of DeSoto County, being covered by the guys over at OB Pod, and they will do very, very well. They're actually going to have some post-game stuff when it comes to the OB Pod, some post-game stuff for football. So Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill. If you want more football coverage for those three teams, look for them, OB Pod, on the eastern side of, of DeSoto County. Well, Derek, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Really appreciate, uh, again, our 101st episode. I uh, had several people email us about congratulations on our 100th episode. We definitely appreciate that. We're so glad to be a part of the Hernando landscape. We're so glad to be a part of everything going on right here under the water tower. We definitely appreciate that. We try and finish every Friday show the same way. Take your family to church this weekend. Whether it's masked, unmasked, none of that matters. Take your family to church. We definitely uh, think you'll appreciate that. I know your family for sure will. So take your family to church this Sunday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.
Oh.